You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young, I'm 31 years old, and so I'm I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and and that's just something that, you know, I I think that I bring that a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right, right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Blake Street Tavern. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined by both of your Avs insiders for BSN Denver, Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley. We are down here at an absolutely packed Blake Street Tavern. Who knew there was University of Central Florida, Colorado chapter, alumni, Colorado chapter, that, uh, well, they're awfully big football fans. AD, were you expecting this today? I guess I should have expected it. I know, I know college football is huge. Uh, I, uh, I'm not a huge college football guy, probably because I grew up in New Hampshire. But uh, this place is jam-packed. And we're only in the upstairs part. The downstairs is packed as well. Hockey's on down there. Ah. So we got, uh, we, got, we got hockey fans here too. We got everything going. But, uh, yeah, well, good to be here. Well, AJ will be joining us uh, here for the for the second segment, AD, you and I were at the game last night. The Avs come back from being down two nothing just to lose in overtime, which we'll get into. We'll, we'll dive deeper into the overtime stuff in the second segment. Overall, what do you think of the game from start to finish? Because really, the third period was the Avs were down two nothing going into the third. What do you think of the whole game? Well, another bad start. Uh, been a lot of them lately. To me, I thought they'd come out a lot harder than that. Uh, they got every conceivable break to start the game. They got a couple calls their way. Andre Kopitar hit the post twice on one shift. Uh, it's a scoreless game. They got a four-minute power play, and they got, uh, I believe, one shot on net, uh, maybe two. 
Oh. And uh, it's kind of the way they've been playing too much lately. Bad start, then they start to care. But those bad starts make it so that you got to play great the rest of the way, period. They had, they had another let up in overtime. I, I just, uh, I love the way they came back. I liked, I saw the old Avs hustle and team spirit and grit and looked like they really did care at the end. So I was encouraged by that. But then again, uh, you know, it just kind of goes all out the window, that extra point. They've left eight points on the table now in overtimes this year. One and eight. They used to be invincible in overtime, remember? Even when they were bad, they'd win. <laughs> no more. Well, and, and I mean, it's one of those things where, to your point, they battled back, and that's that's what you like to see. They pulled a point out of it, so, uh, I mean, when you're playing the 31st-ranked team, you should definitely be getting two points, but uh, I guess a point's a point. I, I agree with you there. I, I liked their third period. They came out quick. They, they looked like they had a sense of urgency, but I don't know why that's coming so late in the game. Uh. Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Tyson Jost is what started that game. I, I haven't looked at actually any shift charts or anything, but I, I, it seemed like the bulk of that game, especially once they fell behind, was kind of back to the the, the regular top line, if you will. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on them trying to shake up that top line? If you're going to do it, should you fully commit to it, or if you're going to be switching back, should, what, what do you think on that top line? I mean... Joe's didn't look great last night, but I still think they should stick with it at least another game. Um, Joe's up there? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, unless you want to move Joe's back to the second line, then I can have – I just don't want to see Joe's back on the fourth line all of a sudden. <clears throat> I think you've got to give him a good long chance here. Let him try to play his way out of this thing. It's going to be a lot easier for him to do that with better players. So uh, – there was no lines today at practice. It was an optional practice. One of those skills practices where most of the, half the team wasn't on the ice today. Uh, so I, uh, you know, I didn't, he's not, he's not doing it still. He, he did not have very good puck possession numbers even last night. He was, uh, he had a golden chance. I forgot who set him up. Uh, I want to say it was Kerfoot, but I, I don't know why he was on the ice with Kerfoot at that moment. It might have been a long shift. Well, uh, I, he had a chance in front, and he, again, he he settled the puck. He should have one-timed it. He, he's overthinking oh, things. Yeah, okay, all right. I remember what you're talking about now. I think it was a power play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think Kerfoot set him up. Yeah. Right, from the corner. That's what it was. Um, seems like he's just overthinking things. And, uh, again, last night he – He's just not playing with any confidence. That's the bottom line. Uh, but I still would stick with him for now. Is that maybe what you think is going on with uh, with Nathan McKinnon right now? I mean, obviously he scored a goal last night. But, man, N Nate's body language, he's one guy that, I mean, from the time you walk into the locker room at morning skate, you can tell how he's feeling just based on how he looks. And to me, his body language last night seemed very there, – there seems like a lack of confidence there right now. I don't know. I didn't notice that as much. Uh, maybe. I, I don't think it's uh, lack of confidence more than it might just be frustration at everything. Yeah. Uh, I think he's still pretty confident in himself. And I thought he played pretty well the second half of the game. I mean, that was a nice goal, and he, he got robbed on another chance on a one-timer. thought he was active and, uh, you know, wasn't uh, – I gave him a B grade for the game. I thought that uh, was fair. I thought he was the best player on their line which may be not saying a ton in a way, but I, uh, I thought he was good in the second I, half of the game. Not I, in the first half, though. Yeah. I just felt like I saw him a lot if he'd put the puck wider. And it, it, on that four-minute power play, especially, yeah. I just saw him a lot of times skating off, and he just he looked very like defeated almost. Yeah. I think that's more frustration at his either himself, his teammates, or combination of both. You know, he's a very uh, – he wears his emotions on his sleeve a lot, you know, yeah. on and off the ice. He's frustrated right now. He, he hates to lose. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a bear to be around when they're losing. I don't, you don't normally just don't even go near him in the locker room. Um, so, no, I think he's fine. I just, uh, you know, I know he wants to get a win and get this thing back to, uh, back to winning ways because, you know, he's been here through the bad times and you can – 
you know, he, so he's got that. He knows what it's like. Uh, I wrote a little bit about how I, you know, some of these guys might, when these things are going bad, maybe they get a little post-traumatic stress disorder and they just, maybe, you know. Uh, you know it's going pretty bad right now. So I'm wondering if they're just gripping those sticks hard and maybe there's a little look of terror in their eyes at times. <laughs> oh, no, here we go. So, <laughs> so I want to circle back to the, the, the team's struggles. As a player from UCF, absolutely blows it. He was gone for a <laughs> touchdown, blew it. <coughs> what do you think of Semyon Varlamov last time? He's gotten a couple games in a row yeah. against a couple not great teams. He hasn't pulled a win out in either. I just, I'm not liking his body language. Speaking of body language, I, it doesn't look like he's confident right now. You know, he's letting in. He's look like he's flinching a little bit again. I thought he was good toward the end of the game. But, you know, he really didn't have to make a lot of saves last night. He only had 18 shots on net. Yeah, at one point in the third, he had only faced 13 shots. He made a great save on Andre Kopitar. And he was kind of flailing which, around which Johnson on Johnson actually got most yeah, of that puck. Yeah, you're right. And he was down. That could have been a goal. I was thinking, oh, God, Me they're going to give up a goal one minute to go. I don't. I don't like his. I don't like his game right now. I mean, I gotta be honest. I don't. I don't like it. I, uh, I feel like he's getting beat on long shots, short shots, you know, in between shots. He just doesn't look confident right now. He, he, yeah, Bednar said he's quote unquote a little beat up right now, so he didn't practice today. You gotta wonder if he's been playing hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's ever a great excuse when you're on the ice, especially in a regular season game. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think he's got to get us together. He's got to be better. You know, his whole team needs to be better, and he's, he's right up there with him. I think you can, you, you can tell a lot about Varley and, and how he's feeling and how he's playing based on how he does on, on, on breakaways because that's always kind of been his one thing where it's like, oh, well, Varley's nails in the shootout. He's lights out if, if, you're, if a player's coming in all alone. And... You know, Dustin Brown got in behind the D in overtime last night, and, I mean, no move or anything, just put it right by Varley, and I think that's kind of piggybacking what you're saying. When he's playing with confidence, he's out, he's aggressive, and, and he cuts down those angles. I mean, he, Dustin Brown just absolutely burned him on that breakaway last night. Before we dump out of this segment, AD, how do you course correct this? Is it, is it just a matter of you got to just go out and you're going to have to just gut out a win? Is that is that what it comes down to? I mean... Yeah, I think so. We've got to find a way to just get this thing over with and get this behind them. We've got, we've got to win. We've got to win a game. I, uh, <coughs> well, we they seem to like your. Uh, they I think seem they just like read AJ Hinfley's game story from two nights ago. <laughs> They're excited. And the bar reacting to news breaking at the Abs will be getting a stadium series game in 2020. Oh, if this gets called back, could you imagine? <clears throat> so, uh, so is that what it correction. is? I mean, they've, I mean, yeah, I've got to find a way to win a damn game. I mean, they did this. They seem to do this every year, right? They always have these. Every year you think they're going to have it easy at home and make a lot of hay. They somehow get into a slump at home. You know, they've done this before. I think they – do they count – do they get uh, overconfident? Do they think it's going to be easy? If, if, if they do, shame on them because I've been harping on that for years. That they, they always seem to let their foot off the gas a little bit when they get a little prosperity. Um, how is – when is this team going to be able to handle prosperity? Is it just an ongoing thing? Um, a lot of theories we could get into, but, uh, you know, it's always like – it's always these games against like Arizona and last year it was Arizona, they lost to Buffalo, you know, right around Christmas time. They always have this Christmas time slump it seems like and uh, and they're in it again. And what bothers me is they just not they're not playing consistent hockey period to period. It's all over the place. You're always worried when that happens. You can't sustain anything. It usually means you're not good enough talent wise. And uh, you know, We've been do they maybe need talking to for six months now? Or they're not deep enough. They don't have enough talent. Well, that's why you got an inconsistent team, team that can't out talent you from night to night. It's always you know if you're always relying on one line, one set of D man, one goalie, eventually 
You can't you run out of gas. Do, do they maybe need to just get through these next couple, get out back onto the road? Because to your point, maybe they are gripping the sticks of, hey, we're at home. Hey, we are supposed to be winning these games. Is maybe yep. that adding to it? Maybe yeah. getting back Happens. out on a kind of the their time. last big road trip of the year? When that, you're on the road, you play a simpler game. You know, that's often how they have gotten out of slumps before us. Go on the road. Everybody bonds together. Everybody's together one for all, musketeer attitude, and play simple hockey. And that's often winning formula for you're not getting the matchup, so you do. You kind of have to, you know, you have to gut it out. You got to grind it out. Road so hockey. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe if they can pull out a win here in the next couple days, salvage the home stand a bit, get out onto the road and, and just reset. Maybe, but that's a dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you got to take care of business at home. For sure. You got to beat the I'm, Chicago yeah. Blackhawks. <laughs> and the and um, the L.A. Kings. L.A. Kings. The Kings are not a last place team, in my opinion. I mean, they've had some injuries. Their goaltending. There's still a lot of talent on that club. They've had a lot of injuries. To me, when they had Carter, you know, I mean, even Brown has got 11 goals. He's still a pretty good player. But Kopitar is still good. Quick is very good. He was very good last night. You know, Jeff Carter still can one-time it. Kobolchuk was totally invisible, but he's he's talented. And then, of course, they got Drew Doughty, who was probably the number one star of the game last night. I'd give Quick number two star. Probably give number three star to maybe uh, Carl. So, well, let's say a quick break. When we come back, the Abs are one and eight in overtime. What is the deal? Is there any rhyme or reason to this, or is it just as AJ says, voodoo? This is the BS and Avalanche podcast presented by Blake Street Tavern. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games, for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tasters, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back in. Second segment here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Blake Street Tavern. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I'm with Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley for this segment. We are down here at a very riled up Blake Street Tavern. Yeah, we thought today was going to be easy, man. We were like, oh, we're going to go down to Blake Street and it's going to be fine. We're going to hang out. We're going to get some good eats and a nice lunch. It's going to be a chill day. Uh, <laughs> we did whoops. all that. Yeah. All of those things were true, except for the chill part. It is super amped up in here. They're desperately wanting what looks like a not very good University of Central Florida team. Oh, they're really good. They're undefeated. Well, they don't look very good right now. That quarterback looks like trash. He's overthrown like four different people just on this drive. That guy just dropped a sure touchdown. Which, on this last play? No. I mean, on this drive. Anyway, regardless. Anyway, UCF there, sucks I, I didn't know there were this many UCF fans on, on entire the planet. Al- alumni Colorado chapter. I, yeah. s- I saw the sign. And I was like, whoa. It's super intense. Oh, man. It is super intense. <clears throat> I'm gonna read good off for them. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. I'm going to read off a few dates for you guys here. Or, yeah. October 13th, <laughs> October 16th, November 2nd. November 16th, November 30th, December 14th, December 29th, December 31st. All days that the Avs lost in overtime. That does not count the Rangers game. That does count the Rangers game. Okay. Because they didn't lose that one in overtime. They lost it in a shootout. 
Uh, that does not count the Ranger game. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. No worries. Their lone overtime win came on the Miko Rantanen goal two in Anaheim left. with two seconds left. It was it was a great overtime win. Yeah. It was easily the most exciting one we've seen this year, but it's also because it's been the only one. How do you explain a team that's got defensemen as mobile as they have, high-skilled forwards as many as they do, the speed that they do top to bottom throughout the lineup that just can't seem to get a goal in a, in a period of hockey that is designed for a team like them to succeed. Well, what's, what's EJ's biggest problem in his game? What would you say his biggest efficiency as a player is? <laughs> Not this year when he's been bad oh, oh, everywhere. Like, <laughs> like in his career. I don't know. For me, it's hockey IQ. Oh. For me, it's the fact that he's, his situational awareness has always Getting been trash. That had nothing to do line? with him last night. And no, no I'm, oh. I'm working towards something. Oh, okay. I mean, the same thing. It, we, we've watched Landeskog play center on defense for McKinnon because McKinnon can't handle it. You know, Rantanen hasn't developed in, in any kind of a strong defensive identity yet. You're talking about guys who get on the eye. I mean, Tyson Berry can only do so much, you know, and, and he's such a maverick at five on five. Him trying to him trying to mark a guy one on one through three v three, it's not really meant for him. Sam Gerard is great, but three v three is all about space and he just doesn't take up very much. So it's you know, Gerard Gerard isn't gonna be set for that. They don't really have a defenseman. I mean, maybe their best suited defenseman. Maybe might be Zadorov, maybe Ian Cole, because it's all about it's all about hockey smarts and two way ability. And I think Colorado's defensemen are either not smart, you know, don't don't have the hockey smarts to handle it, or they they you know they're just stylistically not suited for it. And Colorado's best forwards save Landeskog. They're just not. I mean, this is a really polite way to call them dumb because it's not. It's not really what I'm doing. I'm. It's just they're not good in that situation. They're good in five v five when they have a full, you know, a system and they, you know, they they understand how to exploit that 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 style of hockey. Three on three, they don't. They don't. They have lazy changes, mental errors all over the ice. They're bad at it. I I share Jared Bednar's exasperation when watching it because when when you watch it and you're just like how can you make this decision when you go back and you watch it you know you look at you look at last night he's getting off the ice while there's a guy 10 feet behind him how can you make that change like you're setting your team up for failure you know and then and then EJ's over there and he's marking the guy on the wall not worrying about the guy coming off the bench because it's not supposed to be his guy there's no rotation there's no read you know, it's just, it's stupid hockey. It's what it is. It's dumb. It's mental error after mental error, and it doesn't take long for it to happen. I have a guy that keeps hitting me up after every overtime loss with an updated list of how long it took them to lose in overtime. Well, and four I think, I think, been by I think four of them four. have been under a minute. Four have been under a minute, yes. So half. Half the overtime losses, and you're not even getting out of the first minute. You know, and, and Washington and uh, the, the one that they just had, uh, Chicago, are on the PK. You know, St. Louis was on the power play. It was a shorthanded breakaway that they gave up right. because stupid decisions, dumb hockey. They just – they when, when 3v3 first came out and it was the Wild West – the Avs were really good at it because they could get up and go with anybody. They had the skill guys at the high at the top of the roster that they could handle it. And now that teams have figured it out and they understand you have to – it's all about having the puck, which they never do because they can't win a faceoff, and they don't go take it from anybody. And it's all about waiting for the other team to do something stupid. And that's all teams have to do with the Avs. They just have to wait. At some point, one of those guys is going to do something colossally dumb and it's going to create a breakaway or a clear two-on-one. And that's all teams have to do. They have to just wait out the abs. The abs will beat themselves in overtime if you give them enough time. You give them long enough rope, and they'll hang themselves with it time and time again. This isn't a it's, overtime should be a flip of the coin, and it hasn't been. 
because Colorado so reliably just hurts themselves. Well, so and that's what you and I talked about before we started the the show while we were while we were eating our lunch. So I said these aren't even where it's like oh well it's up and down and it's action and hey they're just coming out on the losing end of these you know they they happen to be the team to give up the goal. Colorado is not even competitive in these overtimes. They're not getting the puck. They're not. They're they're not threatening at all. AD, you know I know, I know you get frustrated with with the with the dumb errors. Do you agree with AJ or or are you seeing something different out there that maybe has is another reason why they're struggling so colossally in the extra frame? Well, no, I don't disagree that they make mental errors all over the ice. I mean, Miko Rantanen overstayed his shift last night, lost any semblance of what was going on out there, and and by the time he's waltzing over to the bench, Gabe Landeskog is trying to get on the ice, but Dustin Brown, his man, is already at the <clears throat> blue line accepting a pass and going in for a score. Complete mental error on Miko Rantanen's fault. You have to have quicker line changes to that, and you've got to mark your guy. And if you're going to get off the ice... You've got to make sure your guy is, you're regarding is not lounging around at the blue line, leaving your two teammates out to dry. Uh, you know, I, I think teams are not just saying, all right, we, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's Jared Bednar said there's no structural issues. I might quibble a little bit. I think Eric Johnson should be out there to start overtimes. The reason why is because he's very mobile with the puck. But he's a lot bigger, and he can get the puck behind the net on battles. Tyson Berry, uh, well, Miko ran and had a battle for a puck uh, behind the net, but he was kind of uh, tied up with his man. Berry should have just swooped in and taken it away, but he's he's always getting out muscled too by his guy, or he can't he can't leave anybody. I think Johnson would have swooped in, grabbed it easier, and off he goes. I think Derek Johnson should be getting more ice time and. Even as Overtime bad as he's and been. second PP unit. I don't think Sam Gerrard's cutting it anymore in the second PP unit. I'm not saying he won't get there, but I think it's time for an Eric Johnson experiment on uh, on that. AJ's uh, got a very just, sour look on his face from that statement. Hey, go ahead. That's fine. But I stick by it. I don't mind Adrian being wrong. It's fine. Well, <laughs> I mean, never. It's always, I know. <laughs> we disagree on this. But they got to try something. No, that's that's it ain't that, right that now, I'll agree so with. I mean, you guys can keep doing what you're doing if you want, but well, I want to shake things up. About about the about the overtime stuff is that they've tried everything. They've 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 lost games with all of their all of their guys on the ice. Well, and another thing they're not doing like, is they lose every face off to start overtime, so they never have the puck to start overtime, and yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah, puck possession's huge. Three on three, it's huge. Maybe not a five v five as much. I mean, it's enormous. You got to. But you, when you start off every overtime, this is what I'm saying. They need to put. They need to be putting. You know, it needs. It needs to be Comfort. It needs to be Landeskog. It needs to I be. I would love Comfort. It needs to be. I mean, Kerfoot's been really good at faceoffs since he got. Since they moved him back to center, you've got to do that. Maybe get it. Or what Carl. You should, what they should try to do that they haven't tried is get your best faceoff guys out there. Two face. Two faceoff guys. In case one gets kicked out. I don't care about the defenseman. Pick one at this point because they've lost with all of them out there. I, I'm not going to pretend like there's a good option right now. And win the faceoff, change. Mm-hmm. Don't mess around with Miko and Mac out there. They keep losing you games. Put Landeskog out there. Put Comfer out there. Win the faceoff and then change. That's simple. Try something like that. Like because when you when you put McKinnon out there, you're losing the faceoff. It's just going to happen. And I don't like Barry out there so much in three-on-three three either because he's he's always looking pass, pass, pass. But he, you've got to have a shooter's mentality, I think, too, in overtime. He's he's a he's a great guy to bring the puck up the ice. I say bring him on the second wave to start OTs. I mean, again, with the defensemen, they've lost with all of them. So I, I, I don't see a right answer. And it's funny because every time they lose uh, a different one, it's always, well, why is that guy out there? Right. And it's like... Go back and look. They've lost with all those cats out there. Well, they, remember, they were even trying a couple weeks ago. They were trying one forward and two D. Right, were, uh, and it didn't work. Right. They've done everything personnel-wise. I agree with them. Structurally, you don't have any issues. I don't. I don't see any like major system problem that they've got in three on three because they never have the puck. <laughs> That's their problem. They lose the faceoff. They lose possession. They do something stupid. 
and their goalie can't bail them out. And it's that simple. And that, you know, that's the final part, part of the problem. The goalie can never make a save in overtimes. Yeah. So, <laughs> very bad formula. Similar <laughs> to, to maybe just how they're playing right now in general, do you also think some of this is, here we go, another overtime. I don't want to be the one to screw this up. And, again, they're squeezing the stick a little too much. You don't want to be the one that loses your guy. Well, at and, this and point, now you're when, overthinking it. when you're one and eight, if you're going to try and say that you're not thinking about it or that they're not in their heads in this situation, you're crazy. They're, you know, three or four, whatever. But when you're one and eight in this format, and, and, I mean, not even just that, but going back to the end of last year, they were terrible in three-on-three at the end of the year as well. Yeah. Like, this has been going on for a year now. Yeah. They were really good at it. I mean, even the 48-point year, that team was good at three-on-three. Three. Yeah, weirdly. And so it's like, uh, that's why that's one reason why I don't think it's a Bender thing. I don't think it's a systems thing. They haven't changed anything. They're rolling out the same guys and trying to do basically the same stuff. But they're just doing dumb shit all the time, and that's a problem. Let's take one more break. When we come back, we'll end everything on a little bit of a lighter note in, uh, in light of the uh, <laughs> kind of fun news that broke today. This is a BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Blake Street Tavern. We will be right back. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring that a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Blake Street Tavern. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley looking very concerned, and Adrian Dater down here. Get in on this uh, University of Central Florida watch party. YOLO. Who says we're just a hockey podcast? Guys, uh, it was... I don't. I don't have an icebreaker. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting shots from AJ who doesn't even have his mic turned on right now about being prepared. Um, Ad, a couple months ago, you you broke the story. More than a couple months ago, you broke the story. Broke it a long time ago, but I uh, I wrote that the Avalanche would host an outdoor game at some point at Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy. A month ago, I got the exact date of it. So today they announced it. Yeah. Yeah, and and today it was made official. 
The Avalanche will be. Today, the hockey world caught up on AD's reporting. That's right, yeah. yeah thank you, guys. And, uh, I was proud of that scoop. <laughs> I worked hard on that one, actually. It was so weird that like people just kind of shrugged it off, and then today it comes out, and people are like, oh, the Avs are getting an outdoor game. And it's like, yeah, uh, I knew that would happen. You know, yeah, but, I uh, told you. <laughs> I just got a text from someone that said, bruh, Air Force Winter Classic next year. Not the Winter Classic, but I love your enthusiasm. That's so funny. Your friend is dumb. Get better friends. Hey, he's a nice kid. Is that Kevin? No, no. Oh, no. that's too bad. No. I um, miss Kevin. Yeah, great dude. Yeah, the rest of the media so, can't ignore the story anymore. They're so, going to have to report it now. Yeah. Now that it's official. And, uh, yeah, but now that the NHL BSN, did it, they don't have to give you credit. BSN uh, subscribers already knew this two months ago. That's why you subscribe to BSN Denver, folks. Right? Yahtzee. That's right. So it, it was It was announced it will be a stadium series. The Winter Classic is going to take place in Dallas next year. I think that's super cool, by the way. I oh, saw yeah. a bunch of people who it's were, like, whining about it, and I think I think that's neat. It's great. There's Like, play Vegas, dude. I'll bet you they'll have them play Nashville. <sighs> Division, neither yeah. team has been I in mean, one. It makes perfect sense. I just See, I, I would have said for the longest time that the Avs would have made sense for Dallas, but now they both yeah. are hosting outdoor games in the same year, so that obviously won't be the matchup. That's That was my idea for a stadium series. Uh, we were talking on Twitter the other day about how to make the outdoor games more appealing. I said turn the stadium series into an actual series and have each – you have two teams involved and each team hosts one. And you just have a home and home. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like a like a Friday, Sunday, two outdoor games in three days in different cities. You know, have an actual have it be an actual like series. I think that would be fun. And then you only but you only do it once every five years. That way it's still or, cool. Or you do it every year, but you only do those two teams. You don't do these yeah, you two don't teams do the, and these you two don't teams. Do, and, and well and then you don't have a winter classic and you don't have a heritage classic, you don't have a Bridgestone God knows whatever and yeah. You know, yeah. you know, because they've got like four outdoor games a year now, and it's like, dude, it'll like, be it'll be three next year. Which they, that one, there was one year they went yeah. way overboard on it when they did like five or something yeah. like that. And and I, next year the, they're bringing back the Heritage Classic. Yeah. They'll have the Winter Classic, and then the Abs will be the third one. Well, it's too much. Like people are people. I mean, we have fatigue over these things. I mean, but Denver is going to be excited. Oh, Colorado see, that, Springs that, will be more that's excited. That's my thing. I think. I think. I think well, people are worn thing, out yeah. because it's been the same team. Right. It's been like it's, six to eight teams that and, just and get recycled. Who do we want to see be the opponent, guys? Well, so that was my next question. If, it, it, to keep interest, to make it fun, to, to do, do you run with some kind of theme? What do you what do? You do? Who seems do you pick like, the abs against? Seems Please like no fans Minnesota. really want to see the wild for some you know reason. Please no Minnesota. No? No. I, I feel like we've had the, the Minnesota thing crammed down our throats. And, and vice versa. Like, they've been forced. They played one playoff series that went seven games, and the league has been like, oh, you guys hate each other. Now you guys are going to hate each other as often as possible, and you guys are going to open. Two in the last. You're, you're going to open the season against each other all the time, and you guys are going to play each other constantly on all these big events. And it's just like. That's what they're trying to do. You're right, and it's annoying, and it's like, come on, we're, we're over it. I mean, I no think Chicago, no Minnesota, no Chica- St. Louis, Chicago no Chicago made their sixth outdoor appearance today. I yeah. think they're done. They lost, yeah. by the way. They did. Since, tw- awesome. since 2008, they have appeared in six outdoor games, and I think everyone's pretty safely over it. So no Wild, no division opponent. Uh, who? I think it'd be fun if they started something new. Vegas? I was going to say Arizona. No. I from, mean, obviously, the a, league won't do that. I'll say from a crowd standpoint. No. Dude. That, Arizona? That yeah. would be good, though, because they're moving to the central. Exactly. You just said you don't care about division rivalries. Now you want to see That's Arizona. not what I said. I just don't want to. I just we, these, we see those teams, you know? Those teams are always here anyway. I mean, Dartmouth or Harvard sees Yale every year, and they sell out. Auburn sees Alabama every year, and they sell out. Why not? Why yeah, not one a, time. Uh, it's different. I, I don't care who they play, really. That's not my thing. Uh, I, my preference would have been Dallas, but that's taken. I mean, they played the Red Wings. We did that. Yeah. Probably be a pretty game excited crowd again, though. Uh, but, yeah, I don't want to see the Red Wings again, really. No alumni game. That won't. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Will they have an alumni game? I doubt it. No, they should so, not. So, I don't the, think so the alumni stuff was always reserved just for the Winter Classic that, stuff. That and was it was. A, 
That was a once-in-a-lifetime thing yeah, no, against uh, the Red Wings. Yeah. That'll never happen again. It Patrick Waugh is never going to play another alumni game again. A lot of those guys won't. And it would be really weird to ask Waugh to come back after the way he bailed on yeah, the organization. It's not, like, not going <laughs> to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like, it would be was real weird for an alumni game to be Peter Budai and David Abisher or something. <laughs> you know, like, okay. It, it was kind of the perfect, uh, we're going to redo this old rivalry thing, and it's going to, you know, 45,000 people were there. Yeah. I can't see them doing that again. But I could see them maybe doing an AHL game. Well, no, the other game will be uh, Air, Air Force against CC. That's the yeah. other game. Yeah, but I know they like for oh. the for the Abs at the Stadium Series, they did DU and, and uh, CC at oh, Coors right. Field. Then yeah. they did the alumni. Then they did. Oh, right. There won't be yeah. an alumni game. Right, right. Sure. But, but I'm saying what they could do is they could do the college one earlier in the week. And I then think they could be do no, no, I already know the schedule, guys. The college game goes on the next day. It's going to be CC oh, so it's versus after. after? Yeah. Yeah. The next so day. well, so even better. That's you could do an AHL one before. Air that Force will fun. play. I, so when I went to the cool. outdoor game in Michigan, Toronto, D Detroit, they did all the they did they did a rink at Michigan at the Big House, and they did a rink at Comerica, and that, uh, the the rink at Comerica is where they did the alumni game and stuff, yeah. and they hosted an AHL game and three junior games. Oh, Jesus. It was awesome. That's a and, lot. And they did, they did the three junior games all in one day. No, but I it, think, was, uh, it was one ticket, and you got in, you got to watch however much of the junior teams you wanted. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was awesome. I think it'd be cool if they did an AHL game against the same organization that they're right. playing the game against. Yeah. So if it's, if it's Vegas, you do it against the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Wolves. Uh, if, it's, if it's the Wild, you do it against Iowa. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I do too. Um, and, and you could get a couple games in for them on, uh, you know, you could do one in Loveland and then yeah, one uh, one up there. Sure. The other one, I don't know, I think, A.D., you recommend, or you suggested it earlier. How fun would it be if they did Avs Canadians yeah. and rolled the Avs out there in Nordique's jerseys? That would be awesome. That would be really cool. I think that would be great. Talk about a way to sell merchandise, mm -hmm. too. It would sell a ton of merchandise, and yet I don't think the league will do it because the league doesn't. Like fun. The league wants to yeah, promote all about themselves, not the past so much. They had they do do these games though where they throw on throwback jerseys. The Whalers jerseys just came back. Yeah. But not on a nationally televised event, probably. Outside of the winter classic. Yeah. Which that's kind of what they use on for, and that's yeah. why I think they wouldn't do that. Because typically those yeah. stadium series they like to do very flashy you know, out there jerseys. Don't forget, when you do a National League game, televised game. And you've got Nordiques jerseys on. Now you have to explain to the audience who the Nordiques were and try to do old stories about old Nordiques. And they're just not going to want to think that's current or hip enough. We'd that's love fair. it. But, that, you know, marketing NHL people are going to be like, no, we need to promote our brand, our brand, our brand, and that's not our brand. I think if you trying to put butts in seats, that would be one of the best things you could do. I, I think people in Denver, well, the they're going to sell out no matter what. Well, the people who so. know about the Nordiques are going to go anyway. Like, oh, they're yeah. not going mean, to. Jesse, they're going to sell out no matter what. Yeah, and, like, the whole point of this is bringing a new audience, right? Do something mm. cool, grab a casual. So I get I get what AD's saying where yeah. they're not going to hark on the past like that. They're not going to, oh, you know. Yeah, they're all not about the 80s. big opportunity to do that. <laughs> yeah. Which is dumb, so, right. in my opinion. Like I, I think it'd be great. I love it. The but people, the people who care are now are going to go crazy for that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, how many new people are you really going to bring in? Also, let's not forget this too. They snubbed Quebec for an expansion franchise a couple years Twice. ago. Hurt everybody's feelings in Quebec. They all hate the NHL again. Probably throwing the Nords out there in a way would be a great honor for them. I'm sure to see it, but they'd also be like. Oh, sure, you want to throw our jerseys on, but you won't yeah. give us a franchise <laughs> yeah. back after you stole our team. Yeah, thanks well, a lot. you know, just because you're, you're a Canadian city doesn't mean you're automatically fit to support a team. Now, if they had the outdoor game in Montreal and the Avs were playing as the opponent well, that'd be there, the then you throw the Nordiques uh, jerseys on. So cool. Now you have a real – now I, you have all the people from Quebec who get to relive their Quebec-Montreal right. rivalry for one more day. Yeah. The bonanza. But that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. if, if What's the up, abs, NHL? You guys need to start listening to I our hope, pod. I, mean, listen, if, I hope they're listening. If the Avs ever a million get into, dollar a, idea. into a, a winter classic, a New Year's Day winter classic, I think they will. But until then, I think uh, I think the, the Nordique stuff. What about what about the uh, Rockies Nordiques idea? 
Yeah, they're going to want to revisit a failed franchise that didn't draw flies. Two? Again, I would love it. I would love it. I think it'd be cool. I would love it. But you're saying have them play the Devils. The brand guys are going to be yeah. like, no. Have them play the Devils and have it uh, have the Avs wear Nords jerseys and the Devils wear Rockies jerseys. See, but if you're going to do if you're going to do Avs Devils, how do you not make some kind of nod to the 01? Which I mean, at this point, neither team's jerseys are that different. They oh, definitely I mean, should do that for a regular season game in an arena at their yeah. own arena. That, that, that's where they should do it. Yeah. They won't do it for an outdoor game. What, what I think they should do but is... They should have done that already. They should do it on a night where the Avs are wearing their third jerseys and put the Devils in the white Rockies jerseys. Okay. I don't know. Like, you should I'm just down. do that. Yeah, on, on, a, on a Friday at Pepsi <laughs> Center, you should do that. Like, I'm down. That'd be fun. Yeah. You have, you have the, the newer kind of updated version. Well, and, and, and the original. Like, hockey fans gobble those jerseys up. Like, those are the jerseys we all want. I would know? absolutely like buy one of those jerseys. Yeah, right. You kidding me? And, like, and I'm a Taylor cheap. Hall Rockies jersey would be so cool. Mm-hmm. I'd be all about that. You'd have to play the game in Colorado, though. You couldn't have them rocking that <laughs> in New Jersey. That's where the Evs were the Nordiques stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then a bunch of people could get a Nordiques but kidding. Right, you know? yeah, like, exactly. I think they. I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think there's a chance they do it with ev- everyone's done throwback stuff. Yeah. These last couple of years, yeah, so many fun. teams do. So I think there's a chance. But so if you if you could each pick one perfect opponent, if you if the NHL called you and said we're gonna take whatever your suggestion is, oh. who would it be? God, I don't um, care that much. Uh, I think Dallas would be fun. Next year. Well, Dallas isn't allowed. You gotta, you gotta, all right. Well, so now we've got conditions on our on our one perfect team. Well, yeah, because Dallas is playing in a game. I'm yeah, talking about I'm like just, one perfect team. That's that's a, an actual possibility for them to play next year. Uh, I don't know if I have one. Yeah, a perfect one. I don't know that I would either, because I'm kind of over the division all the time. I know we're ruining right, well, this you, for you. Yeah, I, was gonna, me, I was gonna say what what thrilling podcast. What? I'll, I'll I tell think you, tell you what, whoever they play in the first round in the playoffs this year, if they make it, just I, run that back. I would say that I'm, I, I would probably pick the Wild because I think that is the team the Avs fans hate the most. Still. Oh, Avs fans absolutely hate them, but I think I, I feel like the fan base is also sick of them. I feel like the, they, N, the NHL probably doesn't want to give the the Wild an outdoor game after them being the only one to not sell out an outdoor yeah, stadium. Right. Why did that happen? It was them in Chicago. And well, they, they the problem even... is is that they call themselves the state of hockey, but the Wild actually are not a high school team, yeah. so they don't <laughs> care that team. much. They're not the U. Yeah. 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 Well, I know. I, I don't know. I can't believe they didn't sell out Minnesota for an outdoor game. Wow. Terrible Minnesota. Shame. So I don't know if the NHL is going to be antsy to get them back into an outdoor game because they are especially moving the abs to a bigger venue this next time. Does anybody know yeah. the, the seating capacity? I'll look it up right now. Yeah, Unless you gotta know. yeah. You gotta watch the wild uniforms uh, for three hours again. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bad TV moment. Little Christmas trees. I uh, I think it'd be fun if they brought Vegas out. I see Vegas I think would also be fun. I'm more apprehensive about that because I'm pretty sure the Evs would lose that game. Oh, I'm sorry. I, Air Force is about the same as Coors Field. I, I did hear. Okay. I have heard something in the last couple days about possible opponent. Possible what? Opponent for the outdoor game. Oh. Do you not want to say it right now? No, I'll say it. Los Angeles Kings. That's what I've heard it could be. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. That's an interesting one. Well, I mean, they do have a, a, the, their ownership group. Owns owns something down there. Anschutz Group. Yeah. Oh yeah, they own the newspaper there, the Gazette. Okay, well I was thinking something. <laughs> Newspapers. Newspapers I, used to be a big thing, swear, you know. I swear they <laughs> they own they own something down there in the springs. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that would make sense in that way. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Phil Anschutz. This is, this is really bothering me because I know they own something hockey related down there. Uh, well, huh? That's. I mean. Yeah, I don't. It's an outdoor game. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a cool experience, regardless of who they're playing. But that would be an interesting one. That 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 would just be one that. The Kings are, you know, 
They like they want to market their Lele market that whole isn't thing. Isn't there like some big country club down there that they own? I don't know. When I was oh. in LA to cover the game Thanksgiving week, they gave away like all expense paid trips to some like country club in Colorado Springs. Oh, I think Anschutz may have a home down there. Yeah. And like they it's near there. It was like something they well, owned and it was Anschutz like going is, to their property. Or, let's look this up. Anschutz, Anschutz does own is a, a guy who I mean he owns an entire huge medical campus where Hannah goes to school. Well, no, I, yeah, do, no, I know maybe that. what you're talking about. When the Kings traveled here, they used to stay with Anschutz's place somewhere around here. Um, I don't know if it's in the Springs or... The, well, the place that they the, the place they gave away vacation away to is in the Springs. This is really bothering me. And, uh, is it Philip well, Anschutz's he, he owns the newspaper there, no. so... He, it wouldn't be out of the question they did own some property no, down I, there, I too. thought it was like a country club or... We'll find out. Don't yeah, you worry. I don't know. You know, somebody's going to know. They're going to listen to this and be like, you morons. It's this <laughs> thing. I feel, And it's like right on the tip of my brain. The Broadmoor? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so anyway. Well, if he owns the Broadmoor, then yeah, that makes sense because We're billionaire the Broadmoor is huge. Philip Anschutz fell in love with business. Well, there you go. It's going to be the Kings. Done. Wow, we pieced that together really, like. We got there. Yeah. Well, I've we heard it there. from a source, so. It was teamwork right there. Yeah. So that's yeah. not that's not for sure. That's just. No, it's not for sure. But well, it would make sense in that. In make like, a lot of sense. Yeah. Make a lot of sense. Because money talks. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Done for the day. Any final thoughts? Parting. Party yeah, man, they need to start winning some damn. Gotta win a games. damn game, but they got a got a Sharks team that's coming off an eight to five loss, and now they come in all pissed off. I'm worried about this game or tomorrow too. Do they come in demoralized? No, because they're a good team and they huh. don't lose too often, many games in a row. Uh, I'm worried again. Every team, every team has a stretch. Is Carlson back yet? I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to the Sharks. They're so boring to me. Well. Like they are, they are the vanilla yogurt of hockey teams. That's, they're still a pretty good team. So oh yeah, no, I mean don't just like I yeah. like vanilla yogurt every once in a while, yeah. but it's it's super bland and it's always there. Yeah. Yep. It's always there, and you're always like, and that's the only choice. <laughs> but if there's anything else, I will strongly consider that instead. Yeah. It's like an episode of Friends. There's always an episode of Friends on. You know it's there. Hey, I'm trying to be hip, guys. Come on. He Work likes friends. Me. I don't. Work with me here. I love friends. Yeah. He thinks it's great. Jennifer Anderson back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was single back then, so I can say that. <clears throat> For AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater. Dump out, dump out, dump out. <laughs> <laughs> I have been Jesse Montano. This has been the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Blake Street Tavern. Big shout out, as always, to Blake Street Tavern for being such great hosts to us, as always. And thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>